That's right, General Quarters, and this is Battleground. Today, we have a magnificent guest, superstar celebrity, entrepreneur, Jeffrey Hazlett. Uh, we are in day two of the RNC, 70, I think, two days away from the elections. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. You're a stud, man. Hey, thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. I love the opening of that show. All hands on deck. That's what it should be right now. You know, in, in terms of business, politics, no matter what it is, it's all hands on deck. Everybody. That's exactly right. And you know what? I, I, I was fortunate enough, lucky enough that you invited me to one of your, uh, your, your Zoom happy hours that you have with uh, like-minded folks, executives, former execs. And one of the things that really caught my attention, Jeffrey, was something that you said when I was uh, when, when I hijacked your, your Zoom thing for a little bit, asking some questions on, you know, trying to get the insight from all these business people on what is it going to take to bring us back? And you said something that really got my attention. You said, whatever it takes, Ivan, whatever right. it takes, this is about America taking care of our own. And that I said, you know what? I need Jeffrey on the show. I need you to elaborate. I need you to, to walk us through. What does that mean? It means that means exactly what I said. No matter what it takes, if it takes 10 trillion, it takes 14 trillion, it takes more. This is what we have to do in this in this country right now. We have to do whatever it takes to get this country back on track. You know, we're the most powerful economic uh, country in the world. Others are trying to catch up to us, but nobody has the free enterprise system like we do. And that's been our major weapon. When you look at what our biggest weapon is, and it's not necessarily our military, it's our economic might. And our economic might must be protected at all costs because everybody wants to be like us. Everybody wants to come and launch products here first. They want to do business with the U.S. And so we have to make this economy uh, thrive and drive. And that's the key thing. We can't just survive. Nobody wants to live like that. I don't want to live like that. I don't think I want my grandchildren and my, and my, my ancestors to come to live like that. I want I want to make sure that they're living and driving in a wonderful country. And to do that, we've got to take, do what it takes. You know, we made some big mistakes back in 2008, 2009. We didn't throw enough money at it. And I'm, listen, I'm not a liberal, you know, in terms of, of money. Uh, I'm very much like, hey, you make, you make things go. You make it work. You, if you can't live up to it, don't bail them out. But right now, everybody needs help. Everybody needs some kind of uh um, some kind of assistance in some way, shape, or form. And we didn't throw enough money back in 2008, and it took us too long to get back. And uh, we, need to get, we need to get back a lot faster. And, you know, touching, touching on that on 2008, um, you're absolutely right. I think we didn't. Uh, it took us too long. And even that recovery wasn't really a, a, a real recovery, right? Because no, it wasn't. I can, I can remember sitting in a room in 2008. I was the chief marketing officer of Eastman Kodak. And I literally watch our CFO, who I respected a great deal. He was one of the few CFOs I really liked in business that I actually was working with over the years. And, and I, you know, I bought and sold over 250 businesses in my career, about $25 billion in transactions. And he was the first CFO I really respected and liked. And Frank walked into the room, and he was just shaking white. And he was shaking. He was just, I mean, he's ashen. And I thought he was having a heart attack. And I said, well, Frank, what's going on? He goes, I just got the silver numbers. And back then, think about this, Kodak you know, could move the market on silver. So we knew what, what predictions were, what things were happening. And he started to give the projections on silver, which we knew then, boy, we're heading into the, one of the biggest recessions we've ever gonna see. It might even be a depression. And so we started acting then. And yeah, we, 
And I feel like that's what we're in right now. Just not everybody's realizing it. You know, we're comfortable. We're liking it at home. We like you're working at home. I'm working at home. We're kind of liking this life. We're, we're getting back in touch with our kids, back in touch with our wives, back in touch with our, our husbands and, and, and partners. So this is it's, it's a little different than it was back in 2008. And, um, and we're a little bit more scared because where I think most people are afraid, most people are afraid to be in touch with other people outside of their trusted circle. And, and rightfully so, although I don't think, I think it's been overhyped a little bit more than what it should be, but nonetheless, I wouldn't want, you know, if I were, if my, my relatives were, were dying from this, I wouldn't, I'd probably be on the other side of this as well. So yeah, it's just yeah. tough right now. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, and, and, and the recovery of 2006, the Obama recovery, not to get too political, this is a political show, but just, just keeping it business here is a lot of the jobs that were created were part-time jobs. Walmart yeah, they were. Jobs, yeah, right? they were. We, and by the way, I think a lot of the jobs that, you know, that Trump's going to have to create, you know, after the election, assuming he wins, but, you know, or, or if it's Biden, but nonetheless, they're going to have to find full-time jobs. You're going to have some industries just totally devastated from this. It's going to take a while to snap back. I mean, the supply chain's been ruined, in my opinion, um, in terms of we've got to change over some manufacturing. We've got way too much manufacturing uh, at risk in other countries. We need to bring that back. That takes time. And then you've got some industries like the restaurant, hospitality industry, travel industry. Hell, they're devastated. And I don't know that they're ever going to come back. And so those jobs are lost. Those people are looking for things to do. And, you know, and they all can't become Uber drivers, right? They've all got to be able to do something with real jobs and real paychecks and, and money coming in on a regular basis. So, yeah, I would love to see Trump create, I call it Trump's troops. I sent him a note. I said, you should create this thing called Trump's troops, which is, you know, putting people back to work, rebuilding our parks, rebuilding our, our infrastructure, our bridges, our highways. I mean, he's a construction guy to begin with. He knows this business. I would love to see him do that. And you know what, and, and that's something that has, um, has intrigued me because if you got to bring it back, what better way to bring it back by a massive infrastructure project, right? Rebuild well, think about it, Ivan, you, you walked into some of right? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, you've walked into some of these airports. Some of our airports, like LaGuardia, looks like it's a third world country, for oh, goodness yeah. sakes. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and you go into some other major city airports. We used to be the beacon of beacon of light for all people in the world would come and be amazed and and not to sense bow down, but to see the amazement of the what the free enterprise system has built in this country and and what this great democracy is is done. And yet today you look around and our bridges are crumbling, our roads are got potholes everywhere. It's a, you know the park rangers can't keep the parks open enough because there's not enough to do, not enough people. They close some trails down. You know, we should go back to rebuilding all this. And I think that would be a, a great, great legacy for Trump or for any president, nonetheless, to be able to do that and do that in, in, in the correct manner. And it'd be great for this country. I mean, imagine taking all these millennials who don't want to work and put them back to work, uh, working outside. That'd be a good deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they like that. Uh, if, they can, if they can take their video games uh, out there. Well, they can go outside. They get to be outside. Everybody gets to be outside. But, but regardless, I, I, I'm making some fun. But, yeah. you know, the key thing is get people back to work. And that's the most important thing we've got to do. And, and, and make sure the business is done. So, if it, again, get back to your original question. If it takes 14 million or trillion, then it takes 14 trillion. And then, you know, you might say, uh, next, your next question is probably going to be, well, what about the hyperinflation that's going to follow? Hey, well, listen, dude, we'll deal with that next. 
one problem at a time. And this is what this has to be. You can't, you're going to have to look at solving one thing, then move to the next thing and the next thing, because this is one of those deals you can't solve at all, all at the same time. Yeah, you know what, and we've been talking to a lot of folks um, about some of the, you know, big crises that are going on right now. Obviously, this, this entire thing is a crisis. But what, what got you to answer that question was the information that I shared, right? And what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna bring up. So, so, you know, rewind it a little bit. Trump's ex executive actions, right? To address some of these hurting people, you know, the payroll tax, the unemployment extension, that bonus, a $600 bonus, and the moratorium on evictions, foreclosures. You know, on that last issue, you know, there's data out there that says, 30 to 40 million homes in the country could be facing eviction in the next 30 days. That's, and that's when you said, whatever it takes, you know, how do you, how do you get out of that? How, how do you get out of that? And, and without flushing people out, you can't just throw that many people out on the street, like Florida, 51% of homes, Maryland, 42, Alabama, 42. I don't know what it is in, in your state. I could pull it up, but those are cataclysmic numbers, right? If that amount uh, of, any, of any numbers throw them out of yeah. the street, if you throw all those people in the street, what happens? I mean, well, you can't, we can't do it. It can't be done. You wouldn't want it. It'd be the biggest revolution that we'd see in a long, long time. But It'd be the biggest it. revolution since 1776. That's exactly right. what we would have. That's yeah, I agree. I mean, there are no homeless shelters. How do you throw single moms with kids to sleep in parks? I mean, that's crazy, right? The president's trying to do something, but it's not going to work because it's an executive action. It doesn't do anything. The, the governors haven't acted upon that to, to put a moratorium again. Congress is fighting with the president over mailboxes, and this issue isn't, get isn't getting addressed. I mean, this is crazy. This is well, they're going to have to come together because if they don't, it'll show at the ballot box because most people are watching. And they're tired of what's going on. They're tired of the bickering back and forth without question. I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of most businesses that I know of. They're tired of it. They're fed up with it. I think there is a big, huge, silent majority out there that's going to swing one way or the other, uh, that they're not telling people the truth. They're not telling them who they're really voting for. And they're going to vote based on what they see in the actions that, these, that, that our elected leaders are doing. Our elected leaders should come together right now and do everything they can. First is Americans. That's the first thing. Regardless of what your politics are, you're Democrat, Republican, you know that I said, I've said on the other side of that aisle for a long, long time from you, but yet we see eye to eye on many, many things, as I do with uh, the leader of this country and, and with members of Congress as well. So we can find differences, but there are lots of areas that we can come together and we need to come together on this one particular issue. You get America back and you get it going wrong, strong. That's, a, that's the number one thing. So, Jeffrey, you were on Celebrity Apprentice for three years with the president. You know him yep. well. How, how, how does he fix this? I mean, he's a pragmatic guy, right? He's not an ideologue. Why is he he's, he's a, the art of the deal? Why isn't he cutting a deal? Why isn't he helping Americans? Or is, I mean, I know he's trying. I think he is helping. I think he, uh, but I think he is helping Americans. I think we've, we've, we've actually, look at the stock market today. The stock market's the highest it's ever been. I mean, you could sit there and take a look at that. Now you can say whether he could take credit for that or not, but I, I will tell you that if the president sneezes, you can watch the markets go up and you watch them go down. So without question. So they're, they, believe, they believe in what he's doing and how he's doing it. So I think you've got to give him at least credit for that. But the biggest thing is he's got to be able to forge some kind of coalition with the Democratic Party on the other side of the aisle in Congress. And one way or the other, I think he's going to force them to the table.
So I think that's that's how he's going to make it happen. Yeah, I think so too. I, you know, the RNC is going on it is uh, polar opposite from what we saw last week, which was loom and gloom. Uh, just there was so much policy discussion in the first hour of the RNC last night. More policy than they had it in their entire week. But I'm not going to drag you into the politics. I want well, to. Well, but 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 at the same time, Ivan, let me tell you, I thought Senator Scott did a great job. Yeah. I thought Ambassador Haley was unbelievable. I watched it as I did watch last week. I watched this. I'll watch this week. I'm one of those Americans who watches both sides of that. I, I have to because of business. Right. You know, uh, business can't always pick a side, but we do. We do influence a side from time to time. And so it was great to be able to see those. I thought some of the speeches um, last week were pretty good too. So uh, not to the, I don't think they had the depth that I'm seeing right now, but this is only day two. So we'll see where it goes. I think the, the biggest thing is, can we cut out the rhetoric and can we get to the real issues? And I think um, people are smart enough to figure that out. They're tired of, they're tired of the bickering. They're tired of the fighting. Um, let's, you know, we don't need this crap right now in our lives. What especially we need right is somebody now, right? who brings the answer. Right especially yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, when people they are hurting, were. look, you know, a friend of, a friend of mine called me two days ago and he's like, Hey, how are you doing? You know? And I said, I'm doing great. I mean, I'm living the dream, man. I get to wake up every morning with the most beautiful woman, you know, in the world. I have two awesome kids. I live in the greatest country in the history of the world. You know, sure, things are, you know, things, things have slowed down for everybody. But hey, you know, I shifted, got involved in another business. You know, we're finally at revenue conversion. Things are great. You know, how are things with you? He's like, my wife's business is dead. You know, I'm probably going to lose my job in the next two weeks for major cut. He's in a major Fortune 25 company. They're going to do a massive shaving. You know, I haven't paid my mortgage in five months. I was like, wow, wow. This is like really close to home. Like somebody, you know, that, you, you know. Well, there's many people like that though. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, for the most part, almost every business has been affected. I mean, it, I would love to say mine's up. It's not, we've had to change. We've had to do things differently. Cash is extremely tight. I've got customers who are, are major at risk, you know, uh, that, you know, owe us a lot of money. And uh, one in particular that I found out last night, that's probably not going to come through. That's going to be a major blow to the business, but you know, you, you but you'll, you adjust, you change, you, you adapt, you change, or in essence, you die. Yeah. And that's the message I think most business people have always known. Um, but it's, it, but now we're seeing people affected by that, yeah. right? Business is one thing. Okay. Government is one thing, but when the people that those, you know, businesses support that those businesses, you know, make sure that they have a great living and have a good, a good job, uh, man, that's tough. And then when the government fails them on top of it, that's even, that's a double whammy. So we can't let that happen. Just can't let it happen. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm with you 100%, Jeff. Uh, what does the president need to do? How does he do that? How does he get this message across? Because all the pundits, all the political experts, me included, you know, think that this game is going to play out to September 30th when the, when the deadline for a CR, for a continuing resolution is. And that's when they're, the Democrats are going to drag Trump out all the way there should, before they do something. How he should does do a blitzkrieg. He should do a blitzkrieg. 
Instead of, when you're faced with this, this foe, right, back in World War II, when, when the Americans were faced with this, this foe, remember this? And they had this, the Germans had built this entire wall, remember? Well, the, I guess the Blitzkrieg was something that Hitler, I don't want that one. I want to do the other one. I want to do the one that we want to do. But remember when they came up this impregnable forces and they had all these concrete bunkers and the Americans just went around it. Trump should go around it. He should go right to governors. He should go to the state legislatures. There, it's it's primarily a lot of them are controlled by Republicans anyway. And he should form coalitions with the states and start driving it that way. And that's what he should do. That's a go around point. Congress and go right to Republican governors. Go right to Democratic governors and say, Hey, look, here's what we want to do. I want to help your states. I want to rebuild your roads. I want to put people back to work. I want to take your state parks and your federal parks, and I want to make them something that's glamorous again. I want to take those airports and turn them into something that, that will that will shine on forever and leave a legacy for you and for the people that are in your, in your fine cities and your fine states. That's what I would do. I would go around Congress and make that happen. You, he's got to solve the problem, yeah. right? So find a way to solve the problem. No matter how you have to do it, find that way. And I think that's a great idea. I think you go around, you put pressure, the governors put pressure on their legislature, and, uh, and, 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 you know, and it gets done. But something has to get done. I agree with you, Jeffrey, 100%. Dude, you're a stud, man. You got to run for office or, you know, grab a commerce secretary or something. But we need some help, man. What? Man, I, I'm just waiting for him to call me and, and name me the ambassador of Ireland or something like that. Maybe something that would be great. Wherever there's some good Irish whiskey or if the Scots, maybe if the Scots had succeeded from the UK, I could have been the ambassador to Scotland. There, you, there go. you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, so do you, well, I can't, I'm not going to ask you that. I was going to ask you if you talked to the president, but if you do make sure you give them those messages, the American people are hurting. Oh, they absolutely. need his help. They need him to come through whatever it takes. Like you said, I'm stealing that uh, that slogan, whatever it takes. Uh, I think it's a great, great slogan. It needs to happen. People need to understand that it's not about political party. It is about the American people, and it has to happen because I don't think people can survive the way things are going from now to the September 30th CR deadline. Uh, like you said, I don't know if, uh, if a revolution happens that soon, but I don't think people are going to take it sitting down or, you know, sleeping under a tree with their kids, you know? Yeah, we can't let Americans hurt this bad. We can't let this happen. So, you know, it's uh, somebody once asked me one time when I was working, I was flying from overseas back and forth uh, day by day, doing a lot that I had to do. And then somebody came up to me and said, Jeff, how do you do that? And I said, well, it's just what you do. And this is what we have to do. It's what you have to do. Yep, that's right. Jeffrey, where can people find you? How do they follow you? What, tell us about your business real quick. Well, yeah, well, I'm the chairman of the C-Suite Network, which is a network of trusted C-Suite executives that are VPs or higher that gather together in a network for a little education, motivation, little inspiration, and some monetization. And uh, we gather all online. We gather uh, when we can, face-to-face. -face. We have C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio, our business podcast network. And you can find me at Jeffrey Hazlett at anything Jeffrey Hazlett or C-Suite Network. You can find us there. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey Hazlett, stud, celebrity entrepreneur. Hey, Jeffrey, thanks for being on the show, man. Thank it's you, my friend. Fun. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Cheers. Hopefully you'll come back as well. At any time. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with more Battleground. Welcome back to Battleground. We are back, and you know what? Uh, great segment with Jeffrey Hazlett, uh, former celebrity apprentice judge, 
uh, former CMO for Kodak back in the day when they're a huge, huge Fortune 20 company. Um, just a stud, man. But anyways, what I wanted to talk about right now is how this shutdown, how this COVID crisis, how all this stuff has impacted small business companies. I've had the opportunity to talk to so many people over the last few months that are really, really hurting. And it's, uh, and it's a shame. And like Jeff says, you know what, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, we need to, as Americans, take care of our own. And, and that means, you know, we can't let people, you know, we can't leave people out there hung to dry, man. It's, uh, it's horrible. I talked about a friend that said, you know, that his wife's business is down in the toilet. Um, he might lose his job soon. Um, they haven't paid, you know, their mortgage in months. Uh, I know so many people like that that have not paid their mortgage, have not paid their rent. Um, we looked at some of the data, about 30 to 40 million American homes are on the verge of eviction or foreclosure or something like that. It's just cataclysmic numbers. It's crazy. I was talking to, I was at an event last night for Kim Klasik, the awesome rock star uh, congressional candidate that's running up in Baltimore, save Baltimore, you know, and at the establishment at, Rile at Riley's uh, Oyster Bar, uh, in Baltimore, great place, beautiful place. I'd never been there. Uh, just, just a great opportunity. We got the opportunity to talk to the owner and, you know, he was telling us a little bit about, you know, the impact that he's had. He's had to close, I guess, another location. He says they're not going to open that one back up again. The one that they're currently in with all the new regulations, et cetera, they're about 50%. So that means 50% of employees too. And he feels horrible, you know, and because these people live on, you know, on tips and things like that. And it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a bad scene all over the place. You know, another place that we like a lot um, is Bullfeathers in D.C. I know we've talked about doing a live event over there after Labor Day. Uh, Brian over at uh, Riley's as well uh, has offered his place, his venue to do a a live event over there. So we're going to do one up in Baltimore and one, one in DC once a month, uh, alternating those two locations. And we're going to try and have some fun and try and help those two locations, bring some people. But you know what, if you, if you got to go out there and you got to go spend some money, uh, go find a small business, man, find a small business that, you know, your business can really help. Um, I'm not saying abandon the big corporations, but um, I hate to say this, but they got a bigger financial back than a lot of small business owners. And these small business owners are the lifeblood to, to, to our economy, uh, lifeblood to our community. They're the ones giving people jobs. Uh, you know, small business employs more people than any other, you know, any other segment of the economy does. So, you know, support your local business, go out there. If you got to spend money, if you got to go to the grocery store, you got to do something, you know, we all got to spend money doing something. So, Find a small business, go support them, pick, pick your champion for the week and, uh, you know, and, and, and have at it. I mean, you know, we're, we're picking, we're going to pick a couple here. Like I said, Riley's Oyster Bar in, in Baltimore, great guys up there, great food. Uh, and the venue's fantastic. Bull Feathers is obviously a favorite of ours, being in politics, Capitol Hill. Uh, anybody who's anyone is, is going to go to Bull Feathers, knows Bull Feathers, great place, great food, great people. Um, <clears throat> Also to other people, you know, this is a great story where we're actually waiting for, uh, for, for these executives to, to get back to us, but Gold's Gym, uh, we love Gold's Gym, 
Um, and here in the DC area, I guess through this pandemic or, or something, we're going to find out when they come on the show, um, they were either going to shut down or something. And I guess the executive that was running the region uh, put a group together and they actually bought the Washington DC area gyms. Uh, so they are independently owned. Um, and I know they're struggling, man. I know they're struggling, having a hard time, all these gyms when it's extremely important, man. I think gyms right now should be critical because the best way to fight this is with a strong immune system. So, you know, get your asses to the gym, man. And uh, if you're in the Washington DC area, go join Gold's Gym, tell them we sent you Battleground and uh, hopefully they'll take care of you. And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an MMA guy, man. I've loved uh, martial arts. I've been doing it for a long, long time over Geez, over 30 years. Um, and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, man, I'm, I'm going to start uh, training again next week. I'm very excited about that. I'm joining Gracie Barra, uh, the Gracie Barra team in Virginia. Super, super excited to uh, get on the mat. Hopefully, I won't have a heart attack, but we'll see. Um, so, you know what? Go out there. Support some of these local businesses. Get involved. Hit the gym. And you know what? Uh, and visit our sponsors, Hispanic Leadership Council. Uh, hlc.gop we can't do it without them we need their support please go to their page and support hispanic leadership council hlc.gop armor for rent you've probably seen it on our facebook page on our twitter page armored vehicles they've been in red dawn predator uh you know in, in a bunch of movies and they were even deployed during katrina to help uh, these armored vehicles are awesome. Armorforrent.com. You can rent them out for a party or just to drive around. I don't know. I mean, these things are awesome. Paladin Operations Group, full, full service security company, uh, infrastructure, dignitaries, uh, personal protection, you name it. Uh, give them a call if you, need, uh, if you need help, you need security, or you just need uh, some advice. Great people. Jeff Queen over there, uh, who's also the host of the Framers Forum. You guys will love him. He's a no bullshit guy. Opportunity Matters Fund. OpportunityMattersFund.org, led by Trey Gowdy, a stud that we all love. Go visit them, check them out, what they're doing, really pushing these opportunity zones. Um, I think that's probably the best way to get these inner cities, to get these, you know, um, really hurting areas. To, uh, to, to, to progress, injecting capital, creating jobs. Check them out, Opportunity Fund Matter, uh, OpportunityMattersFund.org, OpportunityMattersFund.org. And last but not least, uh, organization where uh, the honorary chair is Senator Tim Scott. We love him. You heard him last night at the RNC. That guy is a stud. Check it out. Empower.org. Uh, it's run by our friend Jimmy Kemp, who runs the Kemp Foundation, son of the late Jack Kemp. Check those organizations out. Just great people. And uh, we'll be right back with some more Battleground. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.